You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. This is Daniel. This is Chad. And I'm April. And we are back with a jam-packed episode. Guys, I'm in a good mood today. Do you know why? <laughs> yes, I know why, Daniel. <laughs> no, no idea. Did something happen over the weekend? Yeah, a little movie called Parasite won Best Picture at the Oscars. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I am so, woo. so happy. Uh, get out of here. Boo! So I didn't say boo, I said woo. It was a, it yeah. was a restrained okay, your woo. your woo sounds like a boo. No, no, okay, let me do it again. Here we go. Woo! See? Yeah. There you go. Wow. It's better. So we are going to dive into all things Oscars. Before we do that, we want to remind you, as always, to follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. You can find us on Facebook by searching the Screeners Podcast. And we want to hear what you guys thought of the Oscars. I'm going to tell you how you guys did in our Oscar contest. We're going to reveal our winners. We're also going to reveal the winners of our own awards game that the, the, the three of us and Tyler participated in. So we are excited to see how that went. But before we do all of those games, uh, we want to just talk about the Oscars. So um, I'm just going to pitch it over to you guys. Chad, what did you think of the show? What did you think of the Oscars? Overall, I think it was one of the better shows just from a show standpoint. I thought the ways that they so I you know, this is partly what I do in my life, so this right, will be super right. geeky, so I'm sorry, but I thought the way that they incorporated the LED wall to yeah. show which the LED wall was stunning by the way, but the way that they actually incorporated just shooting the wall in uh, for video tributes and the some of the camera movements like uh on the score best score for example where they would show the music down in the orchestra pit and then pan up and then show the wall Uh, i just thought they had a lot of really nice aesthetic touches i like the elongated montages for some of the uh, bigger awards and i felt like overall it just felt i mean it was long yes but i just felt like it was a really for the most part a tight show now it had some misses as far as things that i'm sure we'll dig into later but if we're just talking big picture overall i thought the show was good yeah april what do you think I thought it was pretty good, too. I actually really liked the opening that Janelle Monae did with all the dancers in the background representing the different Best Picture films. It's pretty cool. Uh, overall, it was good. I, I, In full disclosure, I watched the first hour and the last hour and a half, and I kind of missed the, the middle hour. So, Oh, boy. Yeah. So I missed Eminem <laughs> performing, which yeah. I thought was a joke when I saw that he was. I was like, wait, what? Why? It was confusing. <laughs> But yeah, I think probably one of my favorite moments, other than Parasite just destroying and sweeping mm-hmm. just about everything, was when uh, Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig got up to do their presentation. They're always so I, good. I love them. That's great. I just, I wish they could just, they should just host every year. Her, them yeah. or Amy Poehler and Tina Fey should just host everything all the time. Right. So yeah, yeah no, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Yeah, I did too. I think I think it was a good show. Um, overall, I don't miss not having a host really. Um, because the hosts never really did too much anyway. You know, they were just they did the opening monologue, which we still have here. Steve Martin and Chris Rock did did a pretty solid mm-hmm. monologue. Uh, it was fine. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't it was amazing. Okay. It's very forgettable. It was okay. Yeah. You know, they they got some good, you know, digs at Jeff Bezos. Uh, and, that was you know, pretty great. 
That's literally the only thing that I remember about it. So, you know, but whatever. It was and fine. And they made reference to that, that they were going to do an Iowa caucus app for their right, right. voting. Which is yeah, really it was okay. It was, yeah. it was okay. And it was fine. So, so other than that, the host never really did too much of, other than just checking in periodically throughout the show. And so this way we have, we still have an opening monologue and then we have, still have some other bits like, like the, the Christian Wig Meyer Rudolph thing. And so, yeah, I think, I think it's fine. Um, I, I, a couple only minor misses were like the introductions of the presenters. That was, it was just so random. They would present the presenters who would present something. It was just so random. Um, yeah, that was, so why didn't they just present the presenter yeah. who was presenting the presenters to present right, the rewards? Right, exactly. It was just like, if we're trying to shorten things up, you, that it's, 100% unnecessary like that that was totally random added nothing to the show other than getting a few more faces on there yeah um, that that was it so I think that was kind of weird and then Eminem's performance now Eminem's performance itself was great I think it was I great mean, yeah. it was annoying that things kept getting bleeped out but right, it was annoying right. and because I mean that's one of the best original song one of the best best original song winners like ever I mean it's just such a great Oscar win agreed and so but they didn't set it up almost at all. No. They had a they had a cool montage of music moments in movies, and, and that it, was what was strange too. Is when at the end of the montage, I kept thinking because I love Eight Mile. Yeah, I, so I that movie stands up today, yeah. and I kept thinking, "Wow, that's a lot of Eight Mile yeah. at the end of this." What's I was going thinking the on? same thing. I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so all they needed to do was just set it up, and I think I think that actually would have really, really, really enhanced the moment. If they had, if they had said, hey, he, he didn't perform when he won. He skipped the That's show. Right. They didn't want to, per- to perform back then. And so we want to rectify that and have him perform his song. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, as, a, as a matter of fact, he tweeted after the event. I don't know if you saw it. He tweeted and said something to the effect of, thanks, Academy, for having me. Sorry, it was 18 years mm-hmm. in the making. And then he had a clip of who actually accepted the Academy Award yeah. back when it won. And people just forget that he didn't perform and it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it was a home run. It's just without so they didn't context, that it doesn't work. Show. That's it. Yep. It doesn't work without yeah. context. Yep. Although that was a super awkward montage with a lot of the people that they cut to during the song just yes. kind of looking like hey what's going you know, on that's one thing that's one thing i saw i forget i apologize some some other site i saw like a best of and worst of moments of the show and they pointed out you know this the the show was directed by glenn weiss and he's done the past five years so he's no he's no slouch he's won emmys for directing right. the oscars but i felt like they had a lot of those cutaways that just didn't work they cut to people's faces yeah. with terrible reactions it's like this isn't yeah. the this isn't like the Golden Globes where everything's a joke. Like this is the Oscars. Why didn't you show, cut to people looking like they enjoyed themselves? It was it was very right. strange. There was one lady though that they cut to a few times. I don't know who she was, but she was wearing a green dress, and every time they cut to her, she had the biggest smile on her face. Like <laughs> she was the giddiest woman that That's I awesome. ever saw. I have no idea who you're talking about. That's awesome. Okay, well, every time I saw her, I was like, she's so happy. <laughs> I don't know yeah. who she was. So if we're going to talk about a couple of things that we didn't like and a couple of things that we did. So the opening, I agree. I actually really like, I mean, because like you said, Daniel, we don't have a host, but we still got a big opening musical mm-hmm. number. Yeah. It did seem a little bit strange, though, that it clearly had stuff in there about us and about Midsummer. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, and other things, but I didn't, and maybe I just missed it, but I didn't see the tie-in to all of the other Best Picture nominees. Right. So I was just kind of confused, like, what is, what, what, what are we doing? I mean, I get that it's an awesome song, and she sang the heck out of it. It was mm-hmm. fantastic, uh, and the production was insane. All that was great. I just didn't, I couldn't quite get my hand around what's the theme of this thing, other than m- some of the yeah. movies that, you know, Right, because they clearly here. didn't include every every film yeah but I, I well think i that just was know it. i saw us i saw midsummer and I'm, maybe and there was one there, more. there was like joker. joker yeah there, there were was a couple joker jokers. that's right there were a few that's things right. there's like little women yeah, um yeah, in little, there the debutante dresses yeah i don't know what else there was but yeah yeah i, I the, the theme was just movies i think that's all the theme was, was uh-huh. hey okay. movies but yeah i, I it just it seems was, weird to have movies from the year by the way Two of which that didn't get nominated right. for anything, even though some people thought it should have. Right. But anyway, it was great. It was. I, I really liked that opening. Yeah. Uh, for sure. I also um, liked the uh, the Idina Menzel or well, the all the all the Elsas. I thought that was really cool showing all the different yeah. Elsas who dub it over. I was like, hey, you know, we, that's a that's a unique spin on on a performance at the Oscars. So so I thought I thought that was yeah. good. I also liked, even though I haven't seen it, I, I'm going to. I liked the, uh, I liked the cats bit. I thought that was pretty funny when they started hitting the mic. I thought that was cute. That was really and funny. the fact that they came out and said, "We know, we, we know how important visual effects are." It was just very of the moment and yeah. really funny. What so, a slam to those vis effects artists who worked on cats. Yeah, uh, yeah. My favorite part of the night, though, is was for sure Bong Joon Ho's acceptance speech. Oh, I thought that was. Oh, man. Which Just one? A, he, got, well, for, he had four for, of them. For best, it's true, for best director. Because yeah. at that point, it was his third time up there. And you got to think how difficult. I mean, it's a great problem to have. But right, right. trying to keep coming up with stuff when you're up there so much. And how but, genuinely uh, uh, unexpected he yes, it was. Like, I, he was so I just, surprised. I just loved it that he you know, got up there and literally said, I thought after international, uh, we were done yeah. that, you know, we were mm-hmm. done for the night. And then he was so surprised and then recognized both Scorsese and, and Tarantino was just very humble and it was wonderful. I loved, loved that moment. After winning best international feature, I thought I was done for the day and was ready to relax. <laughs> 그 말을 하셨던 분이 누구였냐면 제 책에서 읽은 거였지만 예. Thank you so much. When I was young and studying cinema, there was a saying that I carved deep into my heart, which is the most personal is the most creative. 그 말은 예. That quote was from uh, our great Martin Scorsese. So <웃음> When people in the U.S. were not familiar with my film, Quentin always put my films on his list. He's here. Thank you so much. Quentin, I love you. And Todd and Sam, great directors that I admire. If the Academy allows, I would like to get a Texas chainsaw Split the Oscar trophy into five and share it, share it with all of you. Yeah, yeah. So let's dive into talking about more of the awards. I mean, um, obviously, the the story of the night and maybe one of the Oscar stories of the decade is Parasite. I mean, that was just it was history. I think I think Parasite 
will go down as one of not the but one of the best best picture wins ever just i mean not be not only because it's an amazing movie which it is but just because of all of it i mean the history that it's it's the first ever film not in the english language to win best picture which is really remarkable um after 92 years and then uh, the the unexpected nature of the win like i think it would have felt l- less important ha- or less less uh, like a big moment if it was just we knew the whole season that parasite was going to win best picture and then it would have been like, oh cool yeah it did it this way it was it was the underdog like it wasn't it didn't go into the night you know a safe bet for best picture and it just it just won so i i mean that was just an amazing amazing moment uh, what other what other moments stood out for you guys throughout the night in terms of like wins or losses or anything like that? Well, I knew I was in trouble when, as far as my picks go, when Parasite won original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, because for me, I thought, because I, I always thought in the back of my mind, there is a chance that Parasite could win director and picture. I Even though the odds were what they were and I knew it was gaining momentum, no scenario did I think Parasite would win Best Original Screenplay. Not because it's not a great screenplay, but just practically all the challenges of probably, I'm assuming that the Academy had to translate that script into into English to be able to read it, obviously. Going up against Quentin Tarantino, writing a film about Hollywood, all of those things, I thought, whoa, if it won this, we could be in for a, a long Parasite streak here, and that and that's exactly what happened. And it was it was cool. It was cool to see. You know, what's funny is I, I kind of had a, a different... I actually predicted uh, Parasite would win original screenplay. And so when it did that, I actually really tempered my expectations. I was like, no, you know, I predicted this. Like that That's what they're going to give them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 1917 is still going to win. Like, calm down. Because that happened with me with Get Out. Is I, was, I predicted it, Get Out to win original screenplay. And when it happened, I was like, holy crap, Get Out's going to win Best Picture. And then obviously it didn't. And so I was like... When it when Parasite won screenplay, I was like, "All right, calm down, it's all good." And then, and then it actually missed editing, which I I thought it was going to win. I thought Parasite was going to win editing, and it didn't. And so when that happened, that's when I was like, "Oh, game over!" Like, th- yeah, that's it. It's definitely not winning Best Picture now, until yeah. it won Best Director, and that's when the whole thing was it was like yeah. over. It was over. Yeah, it was so good. So yeah. good. It was April. What about you? What what were some wins or losses that uh, stood out to you? Yeah, I would say overall, overall, nothing other than Parasite, which is the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, not, most of the wins didn't really surprise me. I mostly expected everything that happened. Like, I feel like you had or maybe, I don't know, maybe it was just me, but I felt like you had more locks this year than in previous years, like mm. Laura Dern and Renee Zellweger, like, especially all the acting ones. Yeah, yeah. That, like, none of those were really surprising. One that, that I loved, I only watched one of the animated shorts this year, and it was Hair Love, and I loved it. And that one, and I thought that their whole acceptance speech and how that they, just what they said about representation and everything was great. I also loved how they showed that montage towards the beginning of the people who found out when they were nominated. Yeah, uh, I always the, love the, those. Their reactions. Yeah, those are great. I love that. I wish they, I wanted to see more stuff like that. It's it's fun to see, you know, because we can idolize all these people and say like, oh, they're they're way up there. But really, they're, they get just as excited about an Oscar nomination. Like, you know, it's not like an expected thing unless you're Meryl Streep or something. But 
Yeah, yeah. so that's, yeah. that's as good as it. that speech was. Renee Zellweger's speech was that bad. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, it was such a she was on the struggle bus. I, I wanted, I, I just kept, I was rooting for her. I was like, get back on track. You're almost there. I don't and understand. Just get lost though, again. <laughs> because she's had bad, her other acceptance speeches have been bad too. Like, you'd think you yeah. would, you would rehearse. But at this point, like, you know, maybe be a better speech giver, but whatevs. And you she know, just kept going and rambling and... You know, this is her second win. You know, she doesn't need it. She doesn't need it. But, you know, I, I thought I thought Joaquin Phoenix, I thought his speech uh, was was really lovely. I mean, all, all season long, because he's been winning everything. He's really been using every opportunity to, to kind of amplify voices that don't have as much power or, or um, don't don't have as much amplification as his does. And so I think yeah. that was really he took he took a milk detour. That, yeah, I'm all for th- I'm all weird. for the uh, let's treat each other better. But right. I'm, I got to have my milk. Now. Yeah, come on. <laughs> the, the milk detour. I, he lost me, but then he, he brought it back. He brought it back. He did. And so uh, so I, I thought I thought his speech was really, really lovely. Um, so so, yeah, good for him. And Brad Pitt was was charming and Laura Dern was great so I I really love to and I'm gonna butcher her name but original score for Joker it's Hildur uh, yes I'm, let's go with that I <laughs> loved her speech it was delightful yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember it but just talking about how her how much she loved her family and how her family had supported her and and young girls if you hear this music in your spirit in your heart you know we want to hear it's just beautiful i yeah. loved that mm-hmm. speech and and sa- similar with taika waititi's speech uh yeah, yeah. Talk about indigenous people and yeah. uh, little indigenous kids who want to who want to make art and all these things i mean i thought that was beautiful yeah all, yeah, all was, around a great. lot of great speeches a lot of good heart, speeches yeah. heartfelt speeches so yeah um, i agree with what april said earlier about not a lot of big surprises with the massive exception of parasite of course mm-hmm. um really for me uh, you know i'll kind of we'll kind of segue into the results kind of section here for me the the places that i missed again other than parasite were the places that i took chances that where i shouldn't have so like yeah. i missed uh, i i got an 18 out of 24 so i missed six and so uh, other than picture and director the places were like I predicted 1917 over the safe bet of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for production design, so you know things like that. So and and my whole uh, my whole sound editing thing that we talked about, Chad. Did you get both yep. of those categories correct? No, I missed one. Oh, I put oh. down. I ended up going 1917 for both. Oh, so I only got one. Gotcha. Got so one. I think what you said on the show what you predicted on the show actually happened uh, what was right yeah. you're right and I, and then I chickened out of it or right, I would have right. got one more and that so sorry I convinced you to do that but uh but that's the same thing I was like I played it safe but what I really thought was going to happen happened even though I didn't have the guts to actually predict it so it was those kind of things yeah. that that just kind of tripped me up but overall there weren't really any surprises until director and picture those were really the only two surprises of the night so yeah. Um, also, do before we before we give our results, I do want to give a shout out. Roger Deakins is the greatest cinematographer oh, yeah. of all time. Come I on. mean, he is the goat. Just when he got to, to, for him to not win for so many decades, and then to have two in a row, yeah. it just thrills my heart. And so to see him not up in there, a row, but every or, I'm two sorry, in the past three me. years, yeah, yeah, two in the past three years. Pardon me, is just fantastic he is he's at the top of his game and and you know he's he's getting up there so we need to enjoy him as long as we've got him and he's gonna win he's gonna win like three or four more so there you go i hope so (laughs) (laughs) yep uh awesome so 
So let's move on into results. So I already said I got 18 out of 24. So I'm going to kind of talk through the, the results of first our, our contest. So predict the Oscars contest. We had 48 people who entered. So thank you, everyone who did that. We actually had quite a few people tie. Uh, they tied Chad Guyton, who, who won of the screeners. Chad had the best score. So Chad had 20 out of 24 um, right. So congratulations, and I came Chad. Cl- I came so close to getting 22. Yeah, you did. I had 1917, but, you know, oh well. Mm. Uh, so so congratulations, Chad. Um, Thank other you. scores here. Tyler tied with me. We both had 18 out of 24. April. Bad. April uh, didn't do so hot, but we yeah. had 13 <laughs> out of 24, you know. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I went with some heart picks of what I wanted to happen. You, still, you don't need to feel ashamed of that. I believe... Josh, at one, I think Josh scored a five on this. Yeah. Some, was <laughs> he, it that? Was it a five? Yeah, it was something like that. He he he. I remember he got more wrong than any of us got correct, which was kind of impressive. <laughs> mm. um, That's true. So yeah, um, we can shout out a couple spouses. My wife Rachel got eleven out of twenty-four. Uh, right. So there you go. And then Beecher, April's husband, got fifteen out of twenty-four. So, oh, wow. um, go a, a co- you know, a couple, a couple friends of the show. We have Britton who, who's been on the show a few times. He got a 16, uh, and Rob Alderman, uh, he got a 19 out of 24. Right. So, so congratulations everyone. But, uh, without further ado, let's get to our winner. So I did have to go to tiebreakers and the winner is Jeffrey Care. He is uh, actually a gold derby writer. So, uh, so congratulations, Jeff. Uh, good nice. job. And we'll be reaching out uh, to, to how get many did he get? So he got twenty out of twenty four. So so that oh, gotcha. nobody got higher than that. I had to go to the tiebreakers. So. Oh, so close. Yep. Yep. So dang he... you, Sam Mendes. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, congratulations, Jeffrey. Awesome. All right. And so now the last thing we need to cover for this for the twenty nineteen awards season before we move on is our awards game. This is kind of our inaugural time of doing kind of an awards draft of sorts where we all, April, Chad, Tyler, and I picked five films um, to kind of see, follow them through awards season and and rack up points for every nomination and win they had at the Golden Globes and the Academy Awards. And so uh, just to kind of recap where we were before last night, we had Chad was in last place with 280 Ooh. points. April was in third with 287. And then it was a one point game with me in second place at 325 points and Tyler with 326 points. And Tyler was the only one who had Parasite in his five, right? He, well, he did not have, none of us had Parasite in the five. Tyler uh, had Parasite gotcha. in his bonus p- picks. And oh, so, yeah. okay. Um, I was thinking so, he had it in his five. Yeah, so, so the way it worked was uh, we all picked five films and we had two bonus points. And, you know, th- like I said, this is our first time going through it. In hindsight, the bonus picks are effectively worthless uh because they really just give one point for for any win if you get any win uh, across the golden globes or the academy awards so we all got two points so that you can kind of throw them all out so it kind of didn't matter but you know that's okay we're learning we're learning as we go but now let me let me kind of recap uh what happened last night so in last place is Chad Guyton. He had Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and Ford v. Ferrari. And he ended the game, and his bonus picks were 1917 and Little Women. And Chad, you ended the game with 317 points. 
Um, so, of course, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood didn't, I, didn't get I'm any ashamed. wins. My bottom three. <laughs> but how could you... How in the world can the Irishman get now? Yeah. It shouldn't have got any. But before we got, before we saw it, right, we right, thought right. surely it's going to win five. Well, or it six. got so Come many on. nominations uh-huh. everywhere. Too. man, I got it. Just completely hosed. Oh well. Yeah. So this is actually the second time that. So uh, the Irishman is now the the fourth film with ten nominations to go home completely empty-handed. And it's actually the second time for Scorsese because Gangs of New York did the exact same thing. So hmm. wow! Um, so yeah. How many did Joker get? Did it end up with two? Two that score win. two and wins. Yeah, two yeah, wins for, for Phoenix okay. and for Score, and it had eleven okay. nominations. All right. Yep. Uh, so all right. So that's that's Chad, and in third place is April. So Woo! April had Woo-hoo! Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Bombshell, and Joker. So, uh, so there you go. Oh, and I got one th- win for Bombshell. That's yep, terrible. yep. So y- your only zero le- from last night was Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. So, um, not <sighs> bad. Hey, film. I also had that. If it makes you feel better, <laughs> my list, Kali. So bad. <laughs> uh, and then let's see. Then, all right. Now it's down to the wire here. Second place goes to. Tyler, he had 360 points. Ah. Uh, he had Marriage Story, Hollywood, The Irishman, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, and his bonus picks were 1917 and Parasite. So, uh, so, so good job. So, who's our winner, Daniel? So, who is our winner? It's me with 367 Yay. points. Yeah, so it's only a four point difference between the two of us. Um, and so, yeah, I, I had Marriage Story, Hollywood, Irishman, Waves, which was the biggest swing and a miss in this whole competition. And That's then, annoying that you won with a pick like Waves. Picking Waves. Well, I yeah, know. Right? I'm, I'm pretty annoyed at that, actually. Uh, you know, that's I'm, I'm comfortable Chad with that. Chad and I are the bottom feeders. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, there you go. That's our, that's our inaugural awards draft. So, we will certainly make some changes and figure out, figure out some ways to make the game even better for next time. Congratulations, Daniel, Congrats. on your win of the game that you created you, and made up the uh, rules so that you could win. <laughs> Congratulations to you chad on winning our uh, our awards pool our oscars pool as well so, so hey we should say because we talked about it in an earlier show you talked about how many consecutive years is this now that you've missed best picture pick oh my gosh it's so many it's since uh 2013 was the last one so 12 years of slave was the last one i got correct um wow so yeah, but so, this is the first time you've been happy about it yeah 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 probably the first time yeah uh be- i mean i'm so happy to be wrong i love 1917 as well so like i, I would have been sure. happy for that to win but uh i mean just like I said, the history, uh, the surprise, all of that goes into Parasite winning. And it's just, I mean, it's just incredible. It is so incredible. Mm-hmm. All Congratulations right. to all you Parasite lovers. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah, I, don't, I, I genuinely do not understand your ambivalence I towards don't, Parasite. I don't get it. I, I, it's not, amb- I'm, I don't know. It's fine. I think it's really good. Like, I just, it, I think two of the four previous films that he made are better. That's, that's all. But that's fine. It's okay, so it's good. fine. I'm crazy. It's crazy. You are crazy. So, well, that wraps up the 2019 award season hey guys guess what today is it's day one of oscar season 2020 <laughs> it just started he never sleeps it just he never off. sleeps yes. so Let's i take a break <laughs> no breaks so i released an article today on next best picture with a really extensive list of this year's potential awards contenders so it's super long check you out did. and 
Please read it. I read it today. It's very thorough. Thank it has you. a lot of good pictures that are coming out that yep. people will be interested in. So good job on that. Daniel. Yeah, thank you. And, and, I, and I released my way too early initial Oscar predictions. So you can see, it's it's it, take it with a grain of salt. It's just to kind of laugh at and look at next year when we see how wrong I am. But, uh, but it's still fun to do so. So go check out that article on nextbestpicture.com. All right, with that out of the way, we are going to move into the main event this evening. We're reviewing Birds of Prey. Can I help you? Why, yes, yes, you can. I'm here to report a terrible crime. And what terrible crime is that? This one. I told this all wrong. Quick history lesson. This all started when the Joker and I broke up. It was completely mutual. And soon enough, I was back on my feet, ready to embrace the fierce goddess within. (laughs) It's oh so quiet. Now that I cut ties with Mr. J, I'm about to learn that a lot of people want me dead. All alone. And at the top of that list is this guy. I'm so peaceful. But it turns out. That wasn't the only Damon Gotham looking for emancipation. All right, Birds of Prey opened this past weekend. The full title, Daniel, is Birds of Prey and and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, mm. which is a mouthful. Uh, this obviously stars Margot Robbie, Rosie Perez, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, directed by Kathy Yon, Christina, uh, written by Christina Hodson. Yeah, so, uh, before we dive in, the IMDb... Synopsis reads, after splitting with the Joker, Harley Quinn joins superheroes Black Canary, Huntress, and Renee Montoya to save a young girl from an evil crime lord. So, birds of prey. I was very interested to see how this was going to go, especially after the bomb that was Suicide Squad. Mm. I'm very curious what you guys thought about it. So, Daniel, why don't we start with you? What, well, first, what did you think about Suicide Squad, which I think we all kind of feel the same. But yeah. what did you think about Suicide Squad? And then what did you think about Birds of Prey? Yeah, Suicide Squad was was no good. I mean, that's that's how I really felt. But my, my thoughts, I, I haven't watched Suicide Squad in years, probably since it came out. But I just remember feeling like it had so much potential. Like, it, I remember there being so many elements of the film that could have been so good, and then they were constantly squandered and wasted with horrible villains, uh, the horrible main antagonist in the film, and, and just really messy storytelling and, and just a lot of weirdness. So it was a, a huge disappointment and just overall a, a mess, even though it's an Oscar-winning film, <laughs> best uh, makeup and hair song. I was actually looking, really looking forward to Birds of Prey. I, I, you know, I didn't like Suicide Squad, but, but because of the potential that it had, I, I thought I was all on board for an R-rated version. Uh, you know, Margot Robbie's Har- Harley Quinn was amazing in Suicide Squad. So I, I'm, a, I'm also on board with getting rid of the whole extended universe and just doing fun one-offs. Like, that's great to me. And I, I, I like Birds of Prey. It's fine. It's okay. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of as strong of a reaction as I can have to the movie. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, the best part is Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. I mean, she is born for this role. She's so funny and weird and wild and crazy um, and really charming the whole time as well. And so when she's doing her thing, the movie really works. Um, it's fun to just kind of be with her and the new characters work pretty well as well i thought the huntress had some funny stuff to do i thought journey smollett did well as black canary 
I think when the movie was focused on just one of them, though, it, it kind of lagged a little bit because neither of them had the the charm or the charisma of Harley Quinn. But they were fine. Ewan McGregor was also a, a decent villain. Not really scary, but he had some funny moments that really worked. I thought he was really funny. Um, Chris Messina kind of tackled the, the more scary villain role, and he, he, did, he did a pretty fine job. But next to Harley Quinn, the best part of the movie was, was the hand-to-hand combat. I think especially like the scene in the police station. I think that was a lot of fun, great use of color. Um, it was really well-directed and, and uh, good good visceral action and use of slow-mo and stuff like that. So outside of those things, I think the film just really struggles with a couple things. First, it's rated R, but outside of some added language and a teeny bit of violence that barely surpasses a PG-13 rating... The, the R rating was, was pointless. Um, the villain should have been terrifying. The violence should have been over the top. Uh, and the next thing is that the, the movie isn't hugely hilarious all around because of the, the lack of being very hard R and underwhelming violence and underwhelming humor. It just feels like Deadpool light. This feels like they ripped so many of the storytelling elements of the Deadpool films, like the the narration the the mm-hmm. stopping and starting and rewinding and cutting to different stories like it's just Deadpool light and so that was really disappointing to see it it try to do like it could have been its own thing instead of trying to do what Deadpool did and and overall it's not bad the movie is not bad um I I definitely didn't dislike it it just kind of ended and I was like okay well that's that then it, it's just it's just kind of forgettable yeah I'm I'm um. I would say I'm positive overall, but definitely not overwhelmed uh, at all. I will definitely forget that this movie existed before too long. So there you go. Hmm. All right. So an okay review mm-hmm. yeah. of Birds of Prey. So Chad, same questions. What about you? Well, unlike Daniel and probably you, April, I actually didn't hate Suicide Squad. I thought the first... Let's go with 30 minutes or 40 minutes of that movie was actually okay. I, I like the way that they set the team up and used some um, kind of visual uh, comic booky kind of things to, you know, get the team together. And then it was terrible from that point forward, but I thought it was okay. This one I was interested in just because of uh, Margot Robbie is amazing. Uh, and I was interested. She was certainly the best part of Suicide Squad, as has already been mentioned. Although, you know, I come to this as someone who has read DC Comics, my, not my entire life, but most of my entire life. So I've seen lots of these characters in different stories and together. And so I was just interested to see what, which way they were going to go with this. Because with DC, you just never know. I mean, you just never know what yeah. they're going to do. I'm very similar to Daniel in my overall opinion in that I walked away from this movie, I think, net positive thinking, okay, I left Suicide Squad and was confounded and frustrated, and I left Birds of Prey and thought, that was good. I enjoyed it. I mean, there were moments that were really good and and thrilling, and and I'll talk about some of that here in just a minute. And then there were also moments that were ridiculous and missed opportunities. But overall, I think I liked it. I did not know this was rated R. I, you know, it's well documented about I try to stay away from trailers. And so I had no idea this was rated R. And after maybe the first three minutes and the third F-bomb, I thought, oh, this is is rated R. So I was like, okay, good. And I got excited because I thought, okay, this is going to, 
open up some possibilities for them to to really make this manic hard R pay off and very much like what Daniel said was disappointed that they didn't go far enough and I think they didn't go far enough not just as the movie but I would say as good as Margot Robbie is here as Harley Quinn I think her overall performance as portrayed was actually even a little too constrained, believe it or not. Um, She still felt to me like she needed to have even a little more edge, a little more reckless abandon about her. And I really felt like this movie felt like they were trying to show us, hey, look how zany we are. Look how silly and over the top this is instead of it organically coming from the story and the situations that were happening to them. I still think having seen this movie that overall Harley Quinn is best as a side character teamed up with other people. So even within this movie, I think that this movie doesn't really fully come to life until everybody gets together. When everybody does come together, I was in. I wanted more of that. So Harley Quinn, and I understand we got to get a little bit of, not backstory, but her understanding why she's doing what she's doing. I also don't think the movie does a great job of really giving her any kind of motivation. And I don't mean that in a pretentious way. I just was trying, I kept thinking to myself, why is she doing, what, what is What's her goal? I mean, what's happening in Mm -hmm. all of this, right? I do think it has really cool style. I love the fact that they use violence to comedic effect. That's just my twisted brain, but I love films Mm -hmm. that do that. Um, And I thought there was a couple of scenes here, one in particular with a baseball bat and a leg, which is fantastic, really funny. My audience loved it. But overall, you know, I just have to leave. I left the film thinking, well, this is just fine. You know, it, it tonal shifts all over the place. I don't think it's quite as clever as it thinks it is it's certainly not as funny as it would like to be um, I liked Ewan McGregor as as Roman but never scary he was almost a caricature of the of the villain guy who yeah. does all these awful things but he never had any edge to them and if you're gonna have a hard R you gotta go hard and really because otherwise why make it an R-rated movie put a PG-13 label on this thing make it fun and let all the kids come yeah it, did, it didn't um, feel like it it, it could have been PG-13 other than the language and and the language, even as written, in with the exception of one or two places, it didn't land really funny because obscene language can be hilarious yeah. if used properly. See Deadpool 1. But I don't think that they quite got there. So this this overall is good. I enjoyed it. And I, I like the performances. Now that the Birds of Prey are together... I'm 100% in on a sequel because I think when they're together, the movie is actually alive. And honestly, Margot Robbie is great and she's can't deny the power of her of her acting, you know, acumen. But I enjoyed the Huntress more than just about any character uh, in the picture. And I thought this is the tone that this entire movie should be. And if it was that, you'd have the next Deadpool and people would be going crazy over it. So overall, good, positive, looking forward to the next one, but still a lot of missed opportunities and it needs to make up its mind. If it's going to be R, let's go R and and make it really funny. All right, so still still more positive than not? For sure. Is that where you landed? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So so you guys have similar reviews. Uh, Mine's kind of close to you guys although i disagree a little bit well first of all i suicide squad um i saw it after all of the backlash and criticisms were out i watched it i streamed it in our house after i knew it was terrible so i actually 
kind of did enjoy it, but it was also because I knew it was going to be a terrible movie. And it had some, it almost just felt like a fun music video in moments of just way too long and very um, convoluted. But Suicide Squad, though, was still a terrible movie overall. I would have been really upset if I went and paid money to go see it in the theater. So Birds of Prey, I was not looking forward to seeing this movie because although I do think Harley Quinn or Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn was the best thing of Suicide Squad. There were moments that I found her character kind of annoying. So I had pretty low expectations going in, which might be why I actually ended up liking it. I would say the first half felt kind of slow, and I thought the worst parts of this, I felt like we focused on Harley Quinn and and kind of, they kind of pushed the same narrative over and over again of, this is Harley and she's crazy and she's uh, lovesick and da 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 da. Like, I felt like they hit that beat over and over and over again for the first half. And yeah. once they got together and the whole group gets together, I was totally in. I actually loved it. I thought that without giving away, they have a scene where they, they do a fight scene like in an amusement park. Is that a spoiler? I don't think that's a spoiler. Yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I thought that scene was so much fun. I was on board. I thought I don't think I stopped smiling. Like once they all got together till the end of the movie, I was. Yeah. It was so much fun. It just took a while to get there. Almost and, all the movie. Yeah. 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 Yeah I, yeah. I guess that was more than the first half. But there were good moments leading up to it. I agree that I felt like there were some missed opportunities. I, I think they would have done a better job if they focus more on all of the characters more equally instead of it. Cause the movie's called birds of prey. It's not called Harley Quinn right. where the first half feels like it's a Harley Quinn movie and then they move into the birds of prey. So that's my biggest, I guess, disappointment with it. I do disagree though. I, there were, there's at least one pretty brutal violent scene that was definitely worthy of the R that like, I literally had to close my eyes. True. On. True. So, yeah, there's at least it wasn't just language that was art. like that. That could not have flown if you. You're talking about the family, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, for right. sure. You're yeah, right. I forgot about that. But you, you're a hundred percent right. Okay, you're right. But but I wouldn't say one hundred percent right. You closed your eyes. They actually didn't really show much of anything. Yeah, but they well, show him the walking fir- away with the. Yeah, uh, they do. He's holding it. It is he's super and he's all, Yeah, but he's also in the shadows. Like, you don't see... You see it! <laughs> no, you do. You, you do, Daniel. It. I'm with April on this. Yeah, can't, like, I can't, that's definitely... We're that in full-on not... spoilers now, but you you see that face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's not a PG-13 face. No, I agree it's not PG-13, I th- but I think it's only, a, a like, one tiny click past PG-13. I, I didn't think it was... It was barely R-rated worthy. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't a hard R, but I don't know. I mean, I I do question their reasoning for it, just because I think they would have done better at the box office. Yeah. Um, They're PG-13. But it it was also just fun seeing women do everything men do and curse like sailors and beat a bunch of people up. And I was... I agree. I just don't think they did it enough. Yeah, no, I wish... should have been harder. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So overall, I I would say I left the movie being like, wow, I really loved it. But uh, that was because... Like, the last bit really, it ended on a very yeah. high positive note for me. It just took a while to get there. Yeah. I so. agree with that. Yeah. I think we're all, I think we're all in agreement. I, yeah. once, the, once the team gets together, 
you you finally see the potential. Even the the scene at the very end where they're just sitting around talking uh, in the cafe that it's hilarious, mm-hmm. it's irreverent, it's all the things. Like this is this is the movie we want now. So maybe they just had to get this one out of the way to get everybody together, and maybe the next one, if mm-hmm. if there is a next one, I think we should say probably too. Like it is sitting at about an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so yeah, critics are are really yeah. digging it. There's been some some negativity around the box office yeah. although the total cost for this film is is less than 90 million and it's already about 90 million worldwide so it's going to be fine but with DC you just never know if it's not it's almost as if if it's not a billion dollar enterprise they don't even well, consider yeah. doing sequels so that, yeah, we'll that's, see. that's a, unfortunately the state of blockbusters these days but mm-hmm. it did underperform relative to expectations um, it was expected to open somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 million and it opened here domestically I mean opened somewhere in the neighborhood of 33 million so it definitely underperformed yeah. and the thing is, like it, it's not even remotely like half of what Deadpool earned i think that's kind of where they you know were tempering their expectations so i i just i i think they would have done better with a pg-13 rating i don't think it gained them anything it didn't help them to be rated r um it only hurt their box office agreed because if you'll if you'll remember when deadpool the first one came out people weren't totally jazzed about this new deadpool movie quite the opposite people had no idea what to expect it was rated r they're like what's this going to be but the word of mouth was so strong on that that it just became this force of nature in this scenario because of exactly what you said daniel because they didn't really take full advantage of that r people are leaving and i've had multiple people ask me should i go see it and my answer is yeah maybe it's pretty good whereas when i saw deadpool you have to see this movie it's great it's hysterical and so i think because they kind of played it down the middle even though it's rated r then you don't get that word of mouth that people make it a must see deadpool also had a lot i feel like i remember there being a lot of backlash around it and there were a lot of parents being like don't take your kids and people were taking their kids and there was a lot of there was some controversy around it which that always builds up Buzz yeah, because yeah. that was one of the I, first. Sure. That was one of the first big R-rated uh, yeah. superhero movies, and and the visual style of Deadpool looks exactly like the Marvel movies, and so I think that's that's yeah. why all that was happening. You don't, you don't legitimately have funny. It was yeah. legi- and legitimately it was good. Funny. Yeah. yeah, I almost wonder if, if Birds of Prey would have done a little bit better too, if just one of the other characters was a little bit more well known of a name. You, do Maybe. you mean actor or character? Yeah, like the actor, like to. Yeah. Because you have Margot Robbie, and she's, I mean, she's, she led in I, Tanya, but she's not really, a, she doesn't led a whole lot of films. She's still, um, she's still kind of getting her name out there, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think most people, obviously most people would know who she is, but I feel like if you could match her with just like one other yeah. equal to her, I think it could have done a lot better. They should have just had a, a 10 second shot of Batman in the trailer, and then that's all. And then oh, there yeah. You go. Honestly, so uh, I, we don't need to get into spoilers for this movie, right? Um, I feel like I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, Plus, we've already talked about yeah, everything yeah. openly. So, so I have a minor spoiler. I don't. I think it's actually helpful to know going in, but just in case you don't want to know anything else, just the very, very minor spoiler warning. But there are no cameos in this movie, none, and which I'm okay with. Like I said, I'm okay with kind of getting rid of the extended universe idea and having one-offs. But the way that they told the story here, they were constantly talking about Joker all the yeah. time talking about Joker. Yeah. And it was so obvious that he that they didn't have the actor like it was it was painfully out. You never saw his face. You He was anytime he was in the flashback, you shot from behind or he just wasn't there at all. It just it was 
that was just bad filmmaking, to be honest. Like, if you're going to talk about a character all the time, mm-hmm. show him. Like, it was, it was so, it was so weird for him to not be in this movie. And then I agree. I think, I think Batman could have shown up or anybody else. It was just they kept talking about all of these characters and nobody was actually there. It was very strange. So I think that was a huge miss for the movie. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. They they talked about Joker way the Joker way too much too. Like that was part of like the they kept repeating that same narrative and yeah. especially in the first half. Like we get it. The Joker's not around. Mm-hmm. One thing that one other quick thing that I thought this film did a, a good job of doing is they actually there was one scene particular in the club which I won't go into details, but it was very much you uh, and McGregor taking advantage of a woman um publicly and yeah. they they there was like there was another scene too where someone was trying to take advantage of a drunk woman and or a man and so they they actually kind of tackled the whole idea of sexual assault yeah. and how people handle it and and women and then kicking butt and i was I, it was this was a feminist movie and mm-hmm. i was all about it yeah yeah that was good yeah the way she handles one of the the driver at the beginning Oh, yeah. It physically hurts to, to even <laughs> think about. But, yeah, you're right. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. But it should have le- it really should have leaned in even more into that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it, I think it lets everybody kind of just off the hook. It's mm. just kind of uh, what you would expect from a, quote, crazy, zany, out-of-control character in this film. Yeah. And it's yeah, I feel, I feel just like didn't all, go far enough. I feel like all around it just played a little too safe. I think it wasn't. It wasn't quite irreverent enough. It wasn't quite violent enough. It wasn't quite feminist enough. Like it was just all, it didn't push any of those things like really hard. It was just like, let me just dip my toe over here, dip my toe over here. And it just, it never had a strong enough point of view to really, really say something. But overall, it's still a fine movie. It's still fine. It's still good. It's still enjoyable. Um, I definitely don't dislike the movie. It just wasn't enough of anything to really be memorable. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's one scene that I think I'll always remember towards the end, and I loved it. And it makes me, I hope they do a Birds of Prey sequel where it's actually Birds of Prey and not just Harley Quinn. Because I would, know, I would that, be really excited about that. I mean, unless their plans change, I don't think they're going to. The weird thing is, the next that's thing so dumb. that's been announced is Gotham City Sirens, which is almost like... Uh, it's. I mean, the way it's set up sounds like Birds of Prey, except different characters. It sounds like it's Poison Ivy, and I'm not sure who else is in that. Uh, thing, hmm. it's like it's the same thing, like Harley Quinn with another group of of female villains. Like, is it, I, I I don't I don't understand their strategy, so I'm not entirely sure what they're doing. But it sounds like that's the direction they're going is a different group of women instead of Birds of Prey. So it's it's very hmm. strange. That so is strange. We'll see what happens. Well, though. that's stupid if that's true. But whatever, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, before we move on we'll do our recommendations so do you recommend people see this in the theater should they wait and rent it or stream it or skip it altogether? daniel oh uh, man this is a tough one we don't I'll, need an essay just yeah. need an answer <laughs> <laughs> um so i will say theater but primarily only because there's really not a lot else in theaters right now if you've seen all the awards things so it's it's kind of my lowest ever theater recommendation but it's it's not a bad movie so yeah, you can see it in the, theater, in the theater, but you won't lose anything if you see it at home. Okay, Chad? My recommendations are based on a quality scale, so unfortunately, 
I'm going to have to drop this to a rental. I do think it's it's worth five bucks on a Friday night, but you're not. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I think it's good, good enough to recommend as a rental. So it's worth spending money on, but I, I wouldn't rush out and say it's theater worthy. Oh, you know, a lot of theaters have five dollar Tuesdays. There you go. There you go. Then yes, there you go. All right. Well, I am pro women, so I'm going to say see this. In oh, wow. Oh, oh shots fired. Yep. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it's fun. Uh, it's yeah. I don't think you'll lose anything. I think I think it's worth mm. it towards the end. You're listening to the Screeners podcast. Well, that wraps up another episode. Don't forget to check us out on our social media channels, as mentioned earlier. Congrats again to Jeffrey Care for winning our Oscar contest, and to Daniel for our awards game. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, and next week we will be reviewing Sonic and doing our flick cart game. So we'll see you then. Bye. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.